this morning is this. The trials that we face are not without purpose. The trials that we face are not without purpose. Look back at verses 2 through 4. But let patience have its work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. The trials that we face have the potential to help us mature in our faith. When Cheryl and I were first married 28 years ago, we had, uh, we were married for one month and two days, one month and two days before we faced an incredible trial. Not the only trial in our marriage, we've had many throughout the years, but this was one that really shook us so much so that uh, we refer to it as the flood. We, uh, as I said, we were married for one month and two days. Cheryl, at the time, she drove uh, a Z24 convertible. Is that right? Is that what it was, a little blue Z24 convertible. And it, it was a beautiful day. I remember us out. We were, had the top down, and we were driving around. We pulled into our uh, apartment complex. At the time, uh, Cheryl's dad had arranged for us. He knew the manager of the, of the building, and he gave us free rent. All we had to do, we, had, we got to leave, live in the manager's apartment, which was the basement floor, but we got the whole floor to ourselves. And all we had to do is, you know, we had to you know, trim, the, trim the bushes and collect the rent. And that was basically it. That's all we had to do. We got free rent. So it was great for newlyweds. It was great for us. It's a fantastic situation. We pulled in. I remember us pulling into that driveway. In fact, to the left side was the apartment building, and to the right-hand side there were some trees, some bushes, the bushes that we're supposed to trim. And I remember looking at it and thinking we need to trim those back a little bit as we were pulling into the, to the drive. And, and Cheryl said, I think it's going to rain today. I'm looking at the sky, and I'm going, going to rain? What do you mean? It is a beautiful day. The top's down. And she was like, look at the leaves. And, you know, she could feel it in her bones. She said, it's going to rain. Now, I don't know what that meant, that she could feel it. She was like her knees or whatever, you know, she could feel that it was going to rain. But she insisted that she knew it was going to rain. I was saying, there's no way, no way that it's going to rain. Now, let me just say that since that time, I have not questioned Cheryl and her ability to determine whether or not it was going to rain. That same afternoon, uh, we experienced, in, in, that, in the town in which we were living, in Lexington, Kentucky, we experienced what they called the 100-year flood. Um, our apartment, being the basement uh, apartment, was flooded with over six feet of water. We lost everything. We lost everything that we owned. We, we lost every uh, wedding gift that we received. We lost our dinner, which was in the oven at the time. It was being prepared, so we had pot roast that day. It's crazy because that I remember that. But the reason I remember it was because of the horrible stench of pot roast after having been flooded. And I remember, I remember all sorts of things that happened that day. I remember when we first got there, when, I, when, we, first, when, when, when we first saw that the water was coming in, and we thought, let's grab some towels. And we put some towels around the, the, the storm door, thinking we'll keep the water out that way, because we began to see it come in. 
Then we thought, we need to get a pump. It's coming in faster than we can control, so let's go get a pump. And I left, and I went to get a pump from Cheryl's dad. And I came back, and I was ready to, to do that. But when I got back, the street that we lived on was not accessible. And I had to park a block away. And as I walked and I got closer, I could see, I could see that our apartment was completely underwater. But not only that, I could see that the door, the storm door, had been broken. So I could see the shattered glass, but what I didn't see was Cheryl. In that moment, I was terrified. I'm screaming, you know, I'm screaming, yelling for Cheryl, finding out where, she, where is she? Well, she had another neighbor. We had gone, the irony is we had gone to tell other tenants uh, that the, as bad as the storm was and really more anticipating a, a tornado more than anything um, we encouraged other tenants to come down when the water got to a point where it was dangerous it was actually another tenant that told Cheryl we need to leave, we need to go up to higher ground I didn't realize that I thought that Cheryl was still in the apartment I came in screaming, couldn't find her why do I share all of that? why do I share that trial? Because it was out of that that we learned an incredible principle that has molded us for the rest of our, our, our married life. And it has, it has molded us in how we think about material things. There's a scripture passage that says, Do not fix your eyes on things that are seen. For the things that are seen are temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal that passage that I had memorized as a teenager suddenly had life it had a new application for my life it had such an impact that I recognized you know all the things that that I have all the possessions the collections the things that I had that were lost and understand this, I, I've always been a big collector of things. I've, I've collected things for years. I had a big uh, toy collection. I had a big uh, baseball card collection. My baseball card collection was from 1952 up to 1992. Nearly every single card uh, that was made all completely destroyed in this, in this flood. But I walked away from it understanding the biblical truth. Don't fix your eyes on the things that are seen. The things that are seen are temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. From that point on, my ability to let go of physical things has been much easier for both of us. Uh, our hope isn't in those things. It's been a lot easier for me to collect something for a season and then say, you know what, I'm done with that. I can move on. I'm going to sell it and start something else. And that was hard for me to do before that. But the principle is that I learned how to make application of this and that trials that we face have the potential to help us to mature in our faith. But not only do our trials sometimes help us mature in our faith, sometimes those, very, sometimes those trials, maybe it's the same trial, maybe it's a different trial, but sometimes our trials don't just help us mature in our faith, they're for the potential to help others in their faith. Listen to 2 Corinthians 
It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. What, what's the point of that passage? What is it that it, it's saying? It's saying, you have gone through a hardship, you have gone through a very difficult trial, and because of that trial, God does not waste a hurt. He is going to take that opportunity, and when you see somebody else going through a similar circumstance, you are able to minister to their needs. You are able to care for them in their time of need with the same comfort that you yourself have received. God never wastes a hurt. No matter what hurt, no matter what, what habit, no matter what hang-up, no matter what it is that, you're, that you've dealt with, no matter what it is that you're struggling with, understand this, that God can use that as a means to not only help you mature in your faith, but to help others who are having the same struggles.